No, Hall of Fame is the biggest weekend of the year for Canton, Ohio. It is the one time yeah. we are uh, on the map, everybody in the world looking in on us. And I will say it again, much like I've had to say pretty much every year in a row, Canton, Ohio, can we please just not kill anybody don't, for, the, for like the next 100 hours? Don't murder anyone. Please don't kill anybody. We've, Everything's on TV. We've got a lot of famous people here right now, and we want to look our best. We want to, you know, don't want to do the dirty laundry in public. That's a great there, point. Right? That's a great point. Right? Yeah, because honestly, all joking aside, if a major event like that happened anywhere else and people got murdered at it, we'd be like, well, maybe it oh shouldn't be God. there. We got to yeah. move it. We got to move it. That's this what they would be dangerous. thinking. Right. And I mean, like, you know, Canton has a bit of a negative reputation. And I mean, I just think it's time for us to be on our best behavior. And, um, you know, I talked about it. I think it was yesterday or the day before. People who were like, I can't believe that the cops are doing extra, you know, criminal sweeps the week before Hall of Fame. And well, it's what like, do you think is going to happen? I can. I, I, and I can. And I hope they do. I'll tell you who's working overtime this week is the human trafficking department jeez no that, doubt that's who's working overtime this no week doubt. like anytime an event like this you got the golf tournament and the and the hall of fame stuff going on oh, this man, week i didn't even think about that you 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 have that much pro athlete stuff going on in one region i'm telling you it's hookers everywhere that's jeez. what's that's what's going to happen jeez. so I, well I that's do, who's working overtime this cpd week. vice you guys are out there doing your thing man and hey dude stay busy we appreciate your efforts and and like the first I, time in my life i want to send my mugshot out early so it's like <laughs> dude don't arrest this guy this guy's all right let this guy do what he wants i uh i am also excited for the return of football and i mean dude it's uh, you're right in, in, in when you say it's the return of cold weather. It yes, is, but yes. at the same time, it's the return of football. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah, don't right? get me wrong. That's that. That's the silver lining, right? Of the winter right. is that is that you can root for other football teams to win games. <laughs> <laughs> that's and I guess that's part of it too. Right? That if the Browns were really good, winter might be oh, easier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't winter be easier? Like I know, like when the Browns win games, everybody's in a better mood on Monday. You know. So, like, if they were better, I, I probably would hate winter a little less. It's just, dude, you and I have both lived on the West Coast. Uh, like, when you move to the West Coast, you want to come home because everybody out there is like a loony. Like, they're all lunatics. And they're all skinnier than you, too, dude. I mean, right. you go out there and you're just this East Coast pudgy just white dude. Avocado <laughs> slices and water and, like, whatever the hell it else is that they eat. And they're all on hikes and all this stuff. But, like, you want to move home because of all that stuff. But then you get back here and you're like, oh, that's right. It's freezing cold in yeah. September. Like, you know, there's part of that that's not great. Um, nonetheless, football's back. And even it's preseason football, there is something special about Somebody it. Somebody's going to hit somebody. There's something special about it. Um, but it's preseason. It's not going to be that violent. I know everybody's kind of juiced for tonight. Like, oh, dude, it's, it's f- football's back. And it's like, well, dude, you're going to go out there and you're going to feel like it's back for a second. And then you're going to be like. And it's going to look like your kid's playing oh, in yeah. the backyard. <laughs> Uh, Oh, oh, yeah. Um, But our fourth season, I can't believe that. This is our fourth Hall of Fame game. Yeah, our fourth, like, you know, run into this. So it's kind of crazy. uh, That is a little crazy. Time flies. Like, I I was just thinking about that. Like, remember Pop Evil? Oh, yeah. Didn't that feel like 15 years ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this show feels a lot older than it it actually is. But, I mean. It's because of how hard it is to do. (laughs) Four seasons ago, it is, dude. I mean, that, that Pop Evil does feel like a lifetime ago. Feels like forever and a day ago. I have uh, I have some bad news for the audience. What is that? Show's only going to be on until about seven thirty today. What? Uh, we're we're pulling the plug at seven thirty. You don't have to talk me into it. I don't even know what's about to happen, and I already agree. Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, and and, and Jordan Spieth all tee off together at eight ten. And dude, I want to go. I have the best job in the world, but dude, that is going to kill me today.
Like at 810 this morning when I'm in here doing this, knowing that three of the best golfers in the world are all grouped together and playing 20 minutes from here. Yeah, 10 minutes up. Yeah, it's going to make me crazy. (laughs) I can understand why. um, I'm going Saturday, but, dude, that's a hell of a threesome today that I would love to, like, walk the whole course and watch. Now, you've never played this course, right? No. So after the tournament last year, a guy I know was putting together, like, a – like. A round of guys who worked there and like some of his buddies. Yeah. And he was like, hey, we want you to round this this group out. We want you to come play. And I was like, absolutely. Right. And then the weekend came and it rained. And they canceled it and they, he's never called me back to reschedule. And I, yes, I would give anything to play that course. Bro. It's terrible. I'm sorry. I thought I thought this because I remember you talking about it. I thought yeah, I was you going to. And then you didn't know. The 16th hole, I'd give anything to play 16 there. Anything. So, um, three of you're saying the top three golfers in the world. There are three of the top three golfers the top, in the world. Okay. Yeah, but but here's the thing about the Bridgestone. Yeah. All the guys play it. Like okay. you, like because it's it's a WGC event, World Golf. I think classics or whatever. And okay. um, but it's like a lot of these golf tournaments. Like sometimes like the top golfers won't play. The Bridgestone, they Everyone's all play. The, I mean, the, all the heavy hitters are here. So, yeah, expect a lot of hookers. A, uh, it's, it's, it's an eventful weekend here in Northeast yeah. Ohio. Dude, and last night was uh, was a part of that. Oh, I last forgot night, about oh, last night. How could you forget about last night? Yeah, we went to uh, we, we went to the parking lot party over, what was yeah. it, Oakwood Square? Oakwood Square. There's the bistro right there. Yeah, the bistro was a, of Oakwood. Uh, yeah. It was, was a great little place we went to last night. Um, there was a couple different bands, you know, Stansberry and me hanging out with some people doing our thing. But I, I, I don't want to call you out on this, but I feel like you missed an opportunity last night. Last night during the... Uh, oh, I don't think I did. <laughs> oh, dude, I think you did. And I think you missed your opportunity to find your way there. And what I mean by that is last night in between two of the bands, the Soul Sisters of Step were out there doing their thing, dude. <laughs> okay, I didn't know. The Soul Sisters of Step. From New Orleans, Louisiana. I, I have no idea where these women were from, but I figured one of them was related to Miss Bad Bitch 2017, the girl that was twerking out in the Stansberry Park. <laughs> yeah, they were all from Louisiana, and they were a little older. But they had... Had the same moves, dude. I was amazed by it. Yeah, dude, they, they all had those shirts. They, 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 that they were, they were pretty impressive. The, they did have their own shirts. The Soul Sisters of Step. And dude, as I was watching it, I just thought to myself, I'm like, why isn't he making this move? I guarantee you, like one of those kids out there is the daughter of Miss Bad Bitch, and Grandma is watching her while she's soul sapping. Like, I can't believe you didn't act on that. I thought for sure. I'm like, dude, he's gonna find his way right now. You know, I never thought of it, <laughs> and I'm now I do I feel like I regret you. it. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't tell you in the moment. I can tell you that I was preoccupied with looking at someone else okay and she never made her her way all the way over to our section of the parking lot but from across the lot which wasn't that big so you can kind of see everybody through you know one view there was a there was a there was a very attractive blonde woman walking around she had like a half sleeve tattoo left she had a kid with her but i never saw her with a man okay and like i saw her with a group of friends and i kept looking across the and honestly man she was really Really attractive, but she never came over our way. I would have said something to her. I uh, I think I know who you were talking about. I think I saw her walking in with her. She was kid. always by the bouncy house thing with her kid. Yeah, and last night, dude. I mean, obviously nothing happened because I didn't read about it in the Canton repository. But that bouncy house was going, and it was windy, and I was like, 
like, dude, I don't know. I feel like something terrible is about like, to happen. Just, just a house full of eight-year-olds just tumbling <laughs> right? down I the street. I mean, sh- that happens all the time, dude. I never thought of that's that. Not a, that's not a rarity at all. And it just it, it made me nervous a couple times. Um, but I did see that woman. Yeah, I, she was um, something else. I'm, I'm a little I'm a, you know, a little sad you didn't get to go say what's eh, up it's to her. Right. But I, I will say last night, I felt like Canton was very good looking. There's events I go to and I'm like, woof, uh, woof, woof, dude. Yeah, yeah. This, is a tough, this is a tough place for us to be as a there town. There were plenty of attractive yeah, people at that last night. You're yeah. right about that. I, uh, I, I just felt like everywhere I kind of looked and I was like, well, maybe it's because, you know, we're, you know, in Hall of Fame week and everybody decided to like not wear sweatpants. But like it was, it was a, uh, it was a good looking night last night. Could have also been a lot of out of towners. You never know that. Here's my question about last night. Okay. All right. So I was happy to go do that thing. Right. Right, it was awesome. Yeah. Met a, met a bunch of people. We were giving away tickets for you know the you know uh, uh, the Toby Keith and Kid Rock concert right. last night. So that was cool. Happy to do all of it, but we left. Mm-hmm. So we get there and our boss is there, and he's like, "Yeah, you guys are here till eight o'clock." And then he's like, "Hey, I'm going to walk around for a minute." And then he never came back. Like he just left us there, ghosted us. Yeah, Houdini. like he told. Yeah, he totally pulled a, like a ghost move. And then eight o'clock comes and we leave. And I don't think anything of it because nobody told me to do anything else but stand there and then leave at 8 o'clock. In fact, that's exactly what I was told to do. Right. Get there at 6 and leave at 8. That and was, leave at 8, just stand the... there and help people sign up for Kid Rock tickets, right? right? So I was like, okay, yeah, right. We're, we're, we know how to do that. We'll be there. Shake hands, smile, do all that stuff. So right. he never circles back around at 8 o'clock, and I'm like, well, I'm leaving. <laughs> and so I get because nobody told me to do anything else. And he was standing there in front of us. So if he wanted us to like tear it down and bring him, I would assume he would have told us. But then I get up this morning and I drive to the building and the van's not here. Yeah. Meaning the van's still there. And I, I mean, right? There was stuff. I mean, there was a tent. There was, there was a, a table. tent. There's a table. You know. There's the sign up box. There's, there's, you know, not a ton of stuff, but enough. And so like the van's not here. So. Did we? I mean, we both drove our cars there, so I don't know. Did he think we were gonna like teleport the van back home? Like, I don't like. Yeah, he he had to have told us if this was. I going just to feel be like we're us. gonna get yelled at today. I thought, I feel like the guy who ghosted us is gonna be mad that right, we didn't do it. Right, an hour early too, just just disappears <laughs> off the face of the planet. Yeah, and then he's posted pictures of himself sitting there with Hall of Famers right, on Facebook. Right, right. Yeah, look at Stansberry Fanto, those two idiots. Um, I don't think we're gonna get in trouble because I mean, we were specifically told like, no, dude, you don't have to worry about anything. Just get there at six and you're done right. at eight. So I don't think we will. But what do I know, dude? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what, what am I trying to introduce logic into this situation? That's not gonna work at all. Yeah, this place doesn't really run on that a whole lot i was just i was terrified of that i you know what i mean because we left somebody we left we, we left a my 1017 employee just standing there well, and honestly we ghosted him here's the thing we don't really like him so we were like all right it's eight o'clock we're out see see you later so i have no idea i, I don't we may have to end the show early and have to go back to village <laughs> and get and get the equipment i don't know maybe we have to do that i have bad news for fantone and the rest of cavaliers nation you're not going to like what i have to say next that's up next on rock 1069 106.9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. As a matter of fact, I just found in a really... You know, I say to Fantone a lot that Mother Nature is like the last thing that can really wow you. Like, because everything's on, like, the internet or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, it, it, when you see, like, nature, it's it's still like, it can stop you in your tracks. And I found this video of this whale swimming between the rows of boats at a marina and if you're standing there and it's your boat you're like that thing swims underneath this and picks its body up it's gonna it's gonna capsize my boat 
probably my neighbor's boat as well, too. It's like, honestly, it was a little intense to watch because it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen right now? That's online for you, WRQK.com. It's awesome. That is, and I feel like I don't have a very long bucket list. I'm not like, oh, you know, I really want to go see this or go here, but like seeing humpback whales out in the world doing yeah, that'd their be thing, cool. that would be cool. My grandparents, I know, went on like this Alaskan cruise and will always say that that's one of the things that they're most grateful that they saw. I'm I'm hesitant on cruises because people either say you love them or you hate them, but right. I, I have always been curious about whether or not that Alaska cruise would be worth it because I, I think you do see a lot in there. Well, See, now the thing with like a cruise, and you're right, the Alaska cruise versus like a Caribbean cruise or whatever, you can go to the Caribbean and go stay at Sandals and not have to be on the boat. But yeah. if you're going to go to Alaska and you really want to vacation it up, maybe cruising would be the best option there because then you're not like in Alaska. You yeah, know people, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's true. People say, though, you either love them or you hate them, and I'm just worried that's like that's a five-day gamble. Yeah. You know what I mean? I do worry about it. Uh, I enjoyed the one I went on thoroughly. Did you? Thoroughly, dude. Had a great time. So hmm. I would, I'd recommend it, but that's, you know, that's that's really the lens of the tall guy. I, I, I think I'm gonna maybe look for like one of those single booze cruise type things that they okay. do. Okay, right. maybe, maybe go do one of those. <laughs> All right, and by that stance, he's gonna be passed out in a kayak out on a lake cable, just <laughs> drunk, in somebody's yard, not even in the lake, just in somebody's boat in their backyard. Hashtag done it. I've already done it. I have bad news for you, buddy. All right, let's. And hear I it. have bad news for the rest of the Cavaliers fans. Let's hear it. This is over. This this run of the Cavs, it's over. And I uh, and it breaks my heart, kind of, because I, I feel like when we close the door on this era for the Cavs, the historians are going to write that they underdelivered. that for as good as the team was. And I if people can talk to me about how great Golden State is and this and that. You're right. They are. But ultimately, you had the best player in the world. When the historians write the book on this era of the Cavs, it will be that they underdelivered. And I'm reading from waitingfornextyear.com. And they're reporting now, this was actually yesterday, late yesterday, that Carmelo Anthony of the New York Knicks had initially said he was willing to waive his no-trade clause if he would be sent to Houston or Cleveland. Carmelo Anthony has since then retracted that and said, nah, I'm not interested in Cleveland, and it actually had said that the chaos that's in that building right now is one of the reasons why. Doesn't want to go there. Now, I was a little anti the Carmelo move. I um, I just didn't think he was going to be enough. It was It's a huge name that's going to make the fan base go, well, now you should win, right. and I didn't think he was going to be enough, so I thought ultimately it would hurt LeBron's legacy. Uh, much like Derrick Rose. I, I feel, feel the same way about Derrick Rose. I, 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 I can approve of the additions to uh, Derrick Rose, and if Carmelo would have ended up panning out here, I would have been okay with it just because... That team's not so bad. Well, and the, well, and the Cavs don't have that many options, and you have to swing. Like That's the thing that would frustrate me more than anything, is just standing complacent and letting things happen around you yes. without trying to do stuff. Gotta so make moves. If those were the best moves you could have made, then those were the best moves you could have made, and you deal with the consequences of it. Um, I, I, for, I, I, I guess there's you know a couple things that we, that we can go off of there. Um, if we'll start at the beginning, and if we really do say that this is over, and historians say, or ESPN says, or whoever we view as the powers that be in sports say, they can say whatever they want. At the end of the day, I view myself as, as a 
a, you know, a Cleveland fan, as an NBA fan, and certainly as a Cavaliers fan. And if this is what happened, is that we had three consecutive runs at the NBA Finals and won one of them, and that's the end of it. I have to be okay with that. I know a lot of people aren't aren't the same way as that's me. That's a logical way to look but, at it. But I, I have to be okay with that. I've said this we've said this before. Like, I mean, the four years of the Buffalo's Bills running at the Super Bowl, yeah, you can look at it point and laugh, but you can also look at the Cleveland Browns of that era and point and laugh as well. So right. I would much rather trade what I just did for the last three years as a sports fan, having all those experiences, having those ups and downs, I would trade that for three any other years of my sports fandom in my life. I How agree. Can I with not? You. How can I not? I don't think I think you're wrong, but um, I know how this stuff gets spun and sold, and I know what the the thirty for thirties are going to be, and I know all this stuff. And it's I also think though, ultimately at the end of the day, when they write the book on LeBron, that's going to be the take on LeBron that he under delivered. Ultimately, at the end of the people are going to say to him, man, for as good as he was, he should have won more championships. Um, I think it's unfair. I'm not saying it. I'm just telling you, I know that's what the story will be. And like I said, I mean, you just, you know, I mean, it's it's, people are unrealistic. As a Cleveland sports fan, it's not like this is the first time that I've been spit in the face of. You know what I'm saying? This isn't the first (laughs) time that ESPN is going to take a, you know, take a crap on my dreams and my parade. And like, so I'm, I guess I'm kind of used to that. And the only thing I can say about that is that when you add all the, the thes together, the fumbles, the drives, the pitches, everything that the Cleveland sports fans have messed up, the Cavaliers of the past three years delivered me that one the, which was the championship. The championship. So that was, that's, 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 I guess, where I stand. You're a more level-headed sports fan than the average person. That's, that's at least where I stand on that. Now, as far as we get into what's going on with Carmelo Anthony, I will say that to hear Carmelo Anthony say that stability is a problem. He's a Nick. Right. And I guess maybe that's what he's coming from. It's is like, you know what? I don't want to do this again. I've, I've been doing right. this for like five, six or whatever it's been. And right. I don't want to do it anymore. Right. But I can understand that. But you got Daryl Morey down in Houston. Dude, that guy's putting together a pretty good team. It, it, it's, it's frustrating to see that dude, you, you know, LeBron's going to be there for a year for the year that you would be there. How can you not see the stability in him? Like, I don't understand that. Like, I was told yesterday, and not directly, but I was watching a television program, and I heard smart, intelligent NBA people say that if Kyrie Irving leaves the Cavaliers, LeBron and this roster cannot win the East. I'll disagree. You disagree with that, right? I disagree, yeah. I mean, It sounds unlikely to me. It sounds like one of those things that's like, I think maybe we've put so much stock in the LeBron camp that we're like, there's no way. But is there maybe a way that doesn't happen? But we, we, we act like we act like if Kyrie Irving leaves that the rest of the Cavaliers are the Canton Charge. And obviously, no offense to the Canton Charge there, but the return from Kyrie Irving is going to give you talent back. There's no denying that. If you think that like, yeah, he's a top ten player, right? You're not going to like they're not going to trade Kyrie Irving for turds. Like it's not going to be that. Like I, I don't know why people. Now you can make the argument of well, even if you get three players or two players in a draft pick, or it's just you know even like a three team trade with a bunch of moving pieces parts, it's hard to make a quarter out of two dimes and a nickel. It is. I'm not disagreeing yeah, with true. that. But if you get back, which you will, you're, I mean, you're going to get talent back. Yes. Three years left on his contract. He's a young player that has all the upside in the world. Like a team is going to trade big time pieces for. Is him. this going to get done before they report to like the camp or whatever it's called in the NBA? You've got time. I don't think. I mean, it's the end of September, right? Yeah, when I was going to say it's dude. We're at the, we, as we sit at the beginning of August. One of the one of the luxuries is there's time to be had here. It's not. 
It's not two days before the trade deadline. We are not even in training camp yet as NBA fans go. So I, um, I, I don't know if Carmelo Anthony would have been one of the things that would have put the Cavs over the Warriors or even the Cavs over the rest of the East without Kyrie, as some people are concerned about. Um, but I do know it would have been a big swing. And at this point, that's all I can ask for out of the Cavaliers. Am I infinitely frustrated right now? Of course I am. When it comes to Dan Gilbert, when it comes to the, to the organization right. right now, of course it's frustrating, dude. And one of the things that's most frustrating, as you sit here with this Kyrie trade and you're looking at you know what, what could come back, and is it going to be Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson and another pick, or who's it going to be? Like, What's going to happen here? Can you imagine what David Griffin would have been able to do trading Kyrie? Now, maybe Kyrie wouldn't want to be traded if Griff was still around, but if you had a competent front office, if you had people that were willing and, 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 and smart enough to go out and get the best pieces for Kyrie, then I wouldn't even be concerned because, yes, that return on investment there LeBron, plus LeBron, plus Kevin Love, plus Tristan Thompson, plus J.R. Smith would be enough to win the East. No question in my mind. Give me a reason, like, not pie in the sky. What do we actually get for Kyrie Irving, you think? It's going to be multiple pieces, and I think that there still remains a possibility that something happens with New York and with uh, Porzingis. I think that's a real possibility. Um, I think they... <sighs> Man, if you're in New York, you're almost crazy to let Porzingis go. That kid's going to be something big. Of course. I mean, you know, he's... He's, he's going to be a big star, An I incredibly think. impressive player, but until something happens with Carmelo Anthony, we can say, oh, well, his trade exemptions and all these different things, but until something happens with them, I think think Porzingis remains on the table because you want to get rid of if, if you want to get rid of Carmelo. Um, I like the idea of Eric Bledsoe and Josh Jackson. I feel like that's a combination of like, all right, that's talent. Plus, if you can get a draft pick and turn that into something. But more than anything, I don't want the Cavaliers to look at this trading of Kyrie Irving and think like, well, we need to start planning for the future beyond next year. No, this is the year. This is the time to swing. It's Once not, LeBron goes, you're never going to be relevant d- ever again. Draft picks be damned. Future talent be damned. You're never going to be relevant ever again. If you can't again. help us win a championship right now, then 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 you, I have no interest in putting you on my team. I agree with that. I uh, I want to respond to something I'm reading from Twitter, which is that it's it's only dumb luck that Golden State uh, has two rings. I would argue that. I would say that Golden State drafted Steph Curry when nobody else did. They drafted Draymond Green when nobody else did. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure they drafted Klay Thompson when nobody else did. And then they were able to go and seduce Kevin Durant. That's not dumb luck. That's running a smart, reasonable organization. Nobody else saw value in those guys, and their GM did. I think you can make the argument that all sports is kind of dumb luck. Yes, they dumb lucked in that Kyrie and Kevin Love got hurt that first year. And if the Cavs would have won... That part, maybe. If the Cavs would have one game three this past year, then who knows? But if Draymond Green wouldn't have gotten suspended, suspended and, right? You and, can and, make the and, argument, and right? And right? And if 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 you know, Craig you can make Elo, the argument they could have three peated. If Craig Elo would have been one step closer to right. Michael Jordan and had another inch on his vertical, maybe the whole thing would be different now. But dumb luck plays a part of it. They so. drafted three of those guys out of that big core there, and that's smart. That's a smart organization of being able to evaluate talent on the board. That's not dumb luck. That's being good at what you do. Now, luck plays into it, but they knew who to take, and they knew how to put that team together and how to win for them. That's being a smart, well-run organization, something Dan Gilbert could learn from. He should probably be watching guys like Daryl Morey and the people who run the Golden State Warriors. He should be trying to mimic that stuff. That's exactly what he should be doing. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, thanks. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069. 
Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. And if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge, a Trasact company, wants to hire you. Truebridge in North Canton is looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand their medical care options and choose the plan that's best for them. If you don't have an insurance license but would love to have one, Truebridge can help you for free. Yes, Truebridge will provide all the training you need to earn your medical insurance license for free. If you want to know more, dial pound 250 now and use the keyword Truebridge. Sit to like two feet. This just in, Tiger was pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Tiger was pretty good. All right. I'm excited, man. I'm going to I'm heading out to that tournament on Saturday. I just I don't know. I love it. Is that a little, uh, little pre-gaming going on there? Are you going to party a little bit beforehand, or is that like a sacred event that you want to be sober at? Uh, I won't pre-game for it, but if we're going to be out there all day, will I get a beer to walk the okay. course with and drink? Yeah, I may have a beer or two, but uh, yeah, it's not something you want to get hammered at. Okay, so once you feel a little buzz, you're going to be like, yo, Stansbury, hold back. Let's dial it down. Not, not let's push yeah, the gas pedal. Yeah, like okay. if I was going to sit all day, like they have a... Um, they have like a VIP tent on the 16th hole, yeah. and it's huge. And I think one of the vodka companies buys it out. Don't right. quote me on which one. I forget which one it is, but it's huge. And if you get VIP tickets, if you sit in there all day because you can see the entire 16th hole right there, then yeah, sitting at a table, you might find yourself getting a little drunk. The problem is, though, and I have this problem every time I go to this tournament. I went like the last three years. And every time I go, my buddy and I end up looking at each other and going, yeah, this is great, but it's pretty nice out. You want to go play? And we end up leaving, and we end up going to play in Turkey Foot. Because um, every golf fan's at the tournament, so like golf courses are a little empty. Well, yeah, I would assume, I would assume there's yeah, you know, works out great. Uh, some, some empty courses out there because of that. Um, do you, when you go, is this upper crust? Is this like upper echelon? Is this like high class? Or is this just kind of like, yo? It's a little bit of, it's a mixed bag. Okay. But yeah, there are definitely... Like, sometimes I'll watch the golf tournament on TV, and I'm like, who is IBM advertising to? I don't even know what they do. Like, what do you want? Like, and then you go, and it's like, oh, yeah, you probably would call Charles Schwab. You you probably would. I'm just imagining you in that VIP tent on the 16th green, like, wearing a clutch shirt and just standing there. No, no, no. I'll be in full golf. <laughs> okay. I'll be in All full right. golf gear tomorrow. All right. Or on Saturday, uh, I mean. Now, are you going to... See, wear, I, th- I keep thinking today's Friday. Are, are you going to, like, quote-unquote, wear the Le- LeBron jersey to a Cavs game? Are you going to wear all golf gear... So let's say Jordan Spieth goes down and they're like, oh my God, we need somebody to take this swing. Stansbury, step up. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be, I'll tell you what you can do, I guess, that I, I, and I, I would love to figure out how, is that during their practice rounds on Wednesday, apparently you can like, like caddy or like walk with them. I don't know how you get to do it. I think it's a winning something or something, but I was going to say, don't you have to be like a kid with cancer to do that? I don't think you can just get, make a wish to come help you, dude. All right. (laughs) Stolen valor is wrong. That is wrong. That is offensive. Those people served in the military. You don't do that. But me shaving my head (laughs) so I get to carry Jordan Speed's bag and his golf clubs. Is totally allowed. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, I, I, yes, everybody that goes, you kind of, but it's like, it's a collared shirt and shorts. It's what okay. I'd be wearing on Saturday afternoon anyway. You know what I mean? So, like, it, it's kind of one of those. But, yeah, it's a little bit like how guys wear jerseys to the game. Okay. It is. Just right here I am, baby. Tee off. Damn it. I wanted I wanted it not to be true of that, but I might as well be a, pay, a face painter and everything else. Uh, you know what it, You know what today is? I have no idea. Today is the birth. Is the birthday. Of one K 
Keith Kennedy. 981 zone? Akron zone. As the golf tournament's in Akron, Akron nice. zone. 981 zone. Keith nice. Kennedy. It is his birthday today. Um, we did not get him anything for that. I'm not getting him anything. We're grown adult men, dude. What are we doing? Buying birthday presents for each other now? I'll tell you what we got him. What was, did we get him? Was, was four really good ratings books <laughs> in a row. <laughs> we gave him four of those. In a row. The Hall of Fame game is tonight. Bruce Arians has given us a little bit of a insight on what his roster will look like tonight, and I think it's going to upset some people. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pigs. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. In completion, I drove by it, obviously, on my way into work this morning, and they had Christmas lights wrapped around the bleachers. In the, in the one end zone, it actually looked pretty cool the way that was lit up. I uh, I just want to say thank you to all the companies, all of the workers, everybody who kind of was a big part in getting that done. Um, after last year's debacle, there's no other way to call it. There's nothing else to say. It was a debacle last year with the yeah. field issues. Um, I think a lot of people were hell-bent on the Hall of Fame falling down again. I think they were like, well, they're not going to get it done. They're not going to get it done. And I don't know how they did it. I don't know. I don't know how they did it either. But I, they did. I had dinner, like, I think it was two two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, with people that were part of the project. Right. Who were working for the project. Not necessarily, like, foreman or whatever, but, like, and a guy said to me, he's like, Dan, there's no way we're going to get done. And I was like, what? He's like, there's no way. He was like, we don't have water yet. And I was like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. And sure enough, they got it done. And I, that's not the only place that I heard that from. I know there right. was one of your people. There was somebody else that said something to me. Obviously, a lot of stuff on social media. Like, if you right. go to the Canton Repository's Facebook comment pages about stuff. Oh, dude, what are they going to do? Just F the whole thing up again? And it's it, it, it didn't. I talked to a woman last night. She said her son was working on the plumbing of the place. And ah. yesterday they went through and flushed every toilet, turned on every sink, did everything that, you know, was good. And everything's fully functional. Good. Ready to go. So, I mean, it, you know, it was obviously a ton of local workers, a ton of guys who listen to Rock 106.9. I'm sure they have a Stansbury Show sticker on their helmet. And uh, dude, you should. Thanks to you guys, honestly. So Bruce Arians is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals who are playing tonight. And they're playing against the Dallas Cowboys. And Bruce Arians announced yesterday that he's not willing to risk anything for the Hall of Fame game. He's going to rest all of his starters, according to ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Cardinals, now, they didn't know this offseason whether or not Carson Palmer, Larry Fitzgerald, whether or not these guys were going to be able to play this late into their career. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, those guys, Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald, both older dudes. But they're both coming back. And Bruce Arian says, no starters. He says, it's just not worth it. And I get it from the coach's standpoint. I do. Because football is a physical game. And we you could get hurt. And if you're lost for the season, for the Hall of Fame game, essentially a preseason game, the, your, your season can be ruined over essentially what is, for them, nothing. Right? And so I right. get it. 100% nothing. But yeah. if you're the NFL, you hate this. You hate, dude. If you're the NFL, if you're the Hall of Fame, having the coach say it's just not worth it—that—that's the part of the statement that I think people will have an issue with. Is that you gotta, as as a guy who rallies against being PC, in this 
aspect, you kind of have to clean this language up a little bit. You are talking about the product which makes you a millionaire, the product that your company sells. So, exactly I mean, my point. Right. Y- you got to clean this up a little bit. And if I know Goodell doesn't love that statement. He hates that statement. No, he doesn't. Just like there's been times I know our boss has been like, what did Why you Why did you say? just say that? What, right. Wait, you said what about iHeartRadio? Right. said it's available for free, downloadable right now, any of the app stores, WRQK.com. It's It'll better than Spotify is what we said about it. Everything, that's, dude. that's what we said about it. Number one app in the world right there, iHeartRadio. Um, but I understand Carson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald. You are right, dude. Those guys, uh, brittle, bone, old. brittle right. bones, dude. Just out there, just with a walker, grampaing it up. But when it comes to all of your starters, especially in a preseason game where we all know, honestly, the starters get maybe one, two reps maybe a quarter as the preseason yeah, it's like kind of four progresses. downs they play right so it's not like it's not like you go through a full game or anything like that um I, I, I would have to assume the NFL and I know it's different than an actual regular season game but like I would assume the fans if you get pissed about LeBron taking off regular season games it's like well you're, you're still robbing the the viewing audience I paid of, for my ticket I drove eight hours right. all those arguments right my, my, my son's favorite players, you know, Dak Prescott. I guess you know it's now, the Cardinals, but but now I guess maybe what the other side of that, what people are going to say is, you kind of know coming into this game that they're not that they're not going to play the entire game if they play at all. Where in a regular season basketball game, you kind of expect the guys to play. I agree with you. It's kind of this. It, it's a little bit of the same thing here. But Bruce Arians, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, he's going even further. Fantone, along with the starters, backup quarterback Drew Stanton's not going to play. Your backup's not playing? The backup's not going to play. That means you're getting Blaine Gabbert and Trevor Knight, whoever the hell that is, in the second half. Blaine Gabbert is down to a third-string quarterback. I knew the guy kind of fell from grace there, uh, but I didn't realize he was a third-string quarterback on the Cardinals, man. Uh, Arians did tell reporters, though, that the field looked good. They were uh, obviously referencing last year's disaster. Uh, the game had to be canceled. If you don't remember, the field uh, playing conditions were so bad. Uh, apparently, some of the players described it as hard as concrete. I guess it's not unusual for starters to skip on preseason games. Yeah, I, I would assume, you know, big difference here between, like, what we're looking at as guys who know that their position is secured. Like, Larry Fitzgerald knows he's the guy. He's going to make the team, right. But you would think that... Just from the perspective of coaching and, and kind of putting the fear of the bench into these guys that, like... Dude, you're always replaceable. Right. You don't know if you're going to be the starting linebacker. We don't know that. No, your job is up you're for You're only grabs. as good as the last snap. Isn't, isn't that the, the concept is everyone's job up for is up for grabs every single snap, every single time, is you can lose this job? So if you're not yeah. giving these guys an opportunity to, pr- to prove themselves or even giving these guys the incentive to prove themselves or, like, the desire, like, well... I don't know. I feel like that's a, a definite mistake, dude. I just Zero know starters. I just know how the NFL feels about it today, which is like, guys, we just spent all this money. We're doing all this stuff. It's 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 it, the NBA's dominating the offseason right now. Everybody's talking NBA, not talking our product. And the first thing we do, this is what one of the coaches says. It's a bad look. There's just it boggles my mind that there's not one position on the Arizona Cardinals defense or offense where it is debated, where it's hotly contested. And maybe I'm looking at this from the Cleveland Browns quarterback where like every year those guys have to go out and prove themselves in the preseason so that they can get that starting job. But there's not yeah, but one... Carson Palmer's like 50. There's not one safety position where there's a rookie and a vet who are both vying for it and that vet's not like, no, bro, I'm playing. 
I can't, I, dude, I can't believe zero starters, zero. He says he's not playing his starters. Wow. And backup wow. quarterback Drew Stanton not going to play. Wow. That's why in the first half, most of the first half, you're getting Blaine Gabbert. And then an undrafted rookie, Trevor <sighs> Knight, in the second half. An undrafted quarterback right. is going to be behind center in the second half of that game. Wow. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. I'm not wild about it. Larry Fitzgerald actually tweeted out. He says, this is the worst news ever. Five preseason games and an extra week of training camp. SMH. Shake my head there. He's like, at least we can go to the WGC Bridgestone. Larry Fitzgerald, huge golf fan. From a coach's perspective, I get this. I do. I understand what they're doing. Um, but I am concerned. It's a physical game. I do kind of get it, but the wording was poor. I'm just concerned that, like... I was worried when they moved the Sunday game to a Thursday game, you were going to lose some of the luster of the weekend because, to me, the kickoff of the NFL season felt like the crescendo, felt like the orgasm, felt like the peak of what we were getting towards there. Hard to argue that. So if we start with this peak on Thursday, and the peak really, the orgasm really isn't as good as any of us really wanted it to be because, well, none of the starters are playing. Dude, we know it's just going to be by the end of the, the by the end of the half, everyone's going to be like, well, I'm just going to bed. And now your orgasm is Kid Rock. Right. And then you exactly. And then you're trying to like, no, honey, I'll get it to go again. Don't worry. It's fine. I'm, I mean, I swear. You know what? I'll, I'll just go down <laughs> on you for a while. Right? Right? Yeah, I'm just crying on the inside because how many times I've had to do that. <laughs> Part's not great. We'll be right back with more Sands Ray Show. Hang on. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend, Pegs. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, it's Stansberry for high-voltage indoor karting in Medina. This is the premier spot for thrills and entertainment for your entire family. We're talking about high-performance go-karts. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Fantone, somebody has figured out how many hours a week a mother works. All right. And dude, I'm telling you guys, I feel like when I once I give you this information, your wife's going to come home today and lay into you. So I'm sorry. Yeah, I was <laughs> I, gonna say. I, I apologize for that. But your wife's coming home today and she's going to lay into you. Nine o'clock. We'll get into that. Right. It's been a while since I've been in a relationship. Okay. And it's been a, even longer since I was in a relationship with a woman that I lived with. But I remember there's something about when a woman starts to ovulate that for some reason she becomes all the more attractive to you. you your body can start to like feel it. There's something that happens. It's, 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 it's like a nature thing. I've heard that. Um, it's like pheromones and that yeah, kind of stuff, right? I, I've heard that you know, guys definitely get hornier when their wife, girlfriend, or even like coworkers when one of them are ovulating yeah. just because you pick up on it. And I've heard that strippers make more money yes. when they're ovulating. I, having dated a stripper for a while, I can tell you she claimed that to be true every single month. Um. And there's something about it. I've never had a problem with period sex. Okay. If I'm in a relationship with you and I love you and we're, and this is the thing, I don't care about it. It doesn't bother me. Okay. I don't care. It's not like I'm going to be like, no, stay away from me. You're gross. But like, 
that it's not my like it, it, it. I won't lie. Like when it's done, I'm like, oh, dude, I gotta get in the shot. I gotta get. I gotta get myself clear of all this. Like it's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't not disagree like, with that. I'm not just like, eh, it's okay. It's no big deal. There's there's maybe not a big deal, but there's a deal there. You're probably throwing. Those are probably one and dones. You know what I mean? And um and yes, I like you. I I let's let's rinse down. Yeah, dude. I always just feel like <laughs> now if it's just some girl that I know, I'm not gonna hook up with you on your period. No. If you live here and we're in a committed relationship in that, yeah, I, I, it, I'm not one of those guys that's going to be like, no, I'm not doing it. And I guess maybe it's just dirty, gross, nasty sex that turns people on. But if you are like hooking up with dudes on the random and you're on your period, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, 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 not going to sign off. Women have always said, I, I've heard this. I don't know if it's true across all women or if this just happens to be, you know, a group of women that I've, I've spoken to, but women have made the claim that it's easier for them to climax while on their period yeah. as well, that the job's like kind of halfway done. Ew, I uh, I didn't necessarily know that. So people are trying now to make period sex cleaner. Okay. Welcome to 2017. All right, because yeah, it's not like it's not like like I said, it's not like I'm like grossed out by it or anything and it's not like Oh, for that week, we should just, you know, ignore our sexual desires. I mean, if you guys want to have sex in that week, yeah, you right. clean it up a little bit and you're not going to have such a bad deal. How are they doing it? So there's a life hacker article. These stupid life hack articles. I don't even know what this is in these stupid life hack articles. But if they say they say here, if you would like to have bloodless, oral, digital and penetrative sex during your period, that what you need are cosmetic wedges, which are the sponges that women use to apply makeup. Okay. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've, my girlfriend has like a huge bag of them in her. Every woman's right. got like a ton of those, right? They suggest inserting one or two of those up to your cervix before having sex, during which fingers may be able to feel them, but most penises, even condomless ones, will be none the wiser, they say. And tongues won't get anywhere near them. Now, as a guy who just made the claim that I will have period sex, and I totally will. If, if it's me and you and we're in a relationship, I'm totally down. But I don't know if I'm... I, dude, the oral sex during that week kind of freaks me out. And I'm a guy, dude, true. I love that. But I, but that, that week, it kind of freaks me out. I, I think there's times in everyone's life when receiving oral sex isn't necessarily going to be appropriate there. Or, you know, I mean, there's plenty of times I can remember in my past. I'm like, dude, I just caught a whiff of that. And if my girlfriend has to ask to mouth it, I'm going to feel terrible for her. <laughs> She's probably going to puke. Yeah. There, you know yeah, what I mean? So, like, I, I, I think there's a little bit of cleanliness is expected there. Even even in, like, even when you go dirtier with oral things, like, cleanliness is expected there. Like, you don't necessarily, like, you know, ah, I didn't wipe all the way, but, yeah, go ahead and, you know, it's just like groceries. Do it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so. That's gross. So cleanliness should be a part of your oral sex routine. Agreed. Yeah. They say, now, after you finish, you have to go in and fish them back out again. Oh. A process that the author of this article <laughs> claims is not for the faint of heart, no, God, and I can't no. imagine it would be. Just sitting there with a bobber and a reel and just trying to fish those things out. Obviously, they say that's why you know a tampon has a string to help with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> now, a a female OBGYN said that makeup applicators and sea sponges are not particularly better or worse than a tampon. Now, other experts have spoken up and said, we disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, I know these would be new sponges you are using, but like, 
are they sanitary enough? Are they like clean enough? I, I, I feel like you've got a urinary tract infection waiting to happen here. A gynecologist, Dr. Jen Gunter, told Metro that it is not a life hack to suggest women use makeup sponges or spe- uh, sea sponges for their period. It is a gross disregard of the evidence that is currently available and a disservice to women. Thanks, Dr. Jen. I agree. She says here, it is not acceptable to fail to inform your readers about the fact that polyester foam material you are suggesting for menstrual hygiene has been implicated as a causative agent in MTSS. I don't know what that is. Something not good. Yeah. Right? I mean, nobody wants MTSS. It doesn't sound like something you want. Right. right. I don't know what that is. I've never heard of that. I don't have a vagina, so how would I know? She says here, it is also not okay to imply makeup sponges and sea sponges are the same things as tampon safety-wise because they are not. And I would imagine that they're not. Yeah. And I mean, especially you have to think if you're putting a, a makeup applicator in there, it's not like those are like the most high quality things that kind of fall apart quickly. Like you're having sex. What if that thing like falls apart and you have to fish out like the pieces of it? You know what I mean? And they're small kind of to start. But if that thing and you pull it out and it's halfway like deteriorated or tore up or whatever. And then you're like, oh, my God. I'm yeah, they're they're flimsy. Yeah. I mean, they're not. They're, yeah, they're they're less durable than like a kitchen sponge for sure. I never thought of that. Yeah, I feel like this is a bad idea. Life hack: Put makeup products you also inside probably of you. Wanna, Come on. You probably want to use a black sponge, right? Well, I'm not yeah. sure. I'd be using. <laughs> I mean, not yes. sure. I'd be using the lighter colors of the sponges there. And they're right. Like the tampon at least has a string, which helps you like retract it. Which, by the way, I I don't know if I should tell this story, but like uh, once, here we are. <laughs> once upon <laughs> a time, I, did, I was dating a woman, and I was so curious about this, about what it might be like. You know what I mean? You're always curious about that kind of stuff because you don't have a vagina. How do you do it, right? right. And so I simply said, hey, if you're going to take that out, let me do it. And she was like, no, you're not going to know what you're doing. She's like, it's not the lawnmower. You can't can't get out. (laughs) And I'm happy she told me that because I I figured it was like a Band-Aid, right? Right, Like One, two, three. Yeah, there we go. And yank it right out of there. But no, it (laughs) it was a very delicate situation. And I can tell you, I'm happy I've done it. It, it was like one of those things. It's, I mean, it's not Everest, right? It's, it's not like, man, I need a framed photo of me doing this. But like, it, it was one of those life experiments that I was like, you know what? I'm happy I got through that. And I'm happy we all got through this conversation <laughs> together. A chain restaurant has had to come out and deny that they're involved in something really, really strange. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit pigs. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9 at 8.30. We're going to expose you to a new product for your penis called Jif Tip. It's not what you think it is. I was going to say, is that a penis peanut butter combination? It is. there. What do we got going on there? What a good way to ruin a <laughs> jar of peanut butter. <laughs> no, but honestly, you're going to want to hear that. Okay. Somebody stole one of uh, like half of one of your ideas to make that. Okay. So you may have a, a Fantone may have a lawsuit on his hands. <laughs> well, good, dude. I need some legal representation. And coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll also find out how many 
hours a week a mom works. And I'm telling you guys, your wife's going to come home and she's going to be on your ass about it. So I'm sorry. I apologize. She's going to be on your ass about it. And now, I, before we get to it, I'm going to assume that this is good moms, not like the stoned mom from yesterday. He's like, oh, just smoking weed, just being a mom. It's cool, right? <laughs> Makes me a better, cool, mom. better mom. Yeah. All right. So we're Speaking talking of moms, moms, man, now. last night we were at that parking lot party. Did you see that yeah. woman freak out on that kid right in front of our oh, table? Oh, yeah, dude. I don't know what that kid did. Will you just shut up? Stansberry was so excited. The boy just started slapping me like, look at this. Look, look at, at this. this. Look at this. And what is it? Was it like a seven-year-old, eight-year-old just being put in his place, <laughs> Just man. being screamed at. <laughs> just, dude, it's funny for me on some level because I was that kid. Like, I was wildly annoying to my mom as a kid. You know what I mean? Just yanking on pant legs. Come on, buy me stuff. I was such a dick. There's this fine line when it comes to public parenting where, like, if your kid's being bad and you don't do anything, everyone is judging Everybody's you. Everybody's on you. Everyone's right. judging you. But if your kid does something bad and you, you put go him in too his place, far, everybody yeah. is judging you. That's a tough spot. Honestly, being a parent today is very tough because, honestly, parent judging is a thing. All right. You may be aware of something, Fantone, that I wasn't. Okay. Okay? And right. I didn't hear about this until this morning. All right. What the hell is going on at Outback? Like, uh, there, there. I guess there was this rumor or conspiracy theory that Outback was being controlled by a satanic cult. Yeah, that's what it is on the internet. Now, granted, it's, I don't know. That blooming onion feels more heavenly than it does satanic. Well, I mean, dude, that's how Satan would tempt you, Stansberry, with the delicious flavors of a blooming onion. Oh, watch, watch. No, I, I know how to millennial. Not today, Satan. Nope, not, not today. today, Satan. Not I know today. how to millennial. Um, so uh, I guess what it is, is like anything else on the internet, if you look for enough evidence and stuff, you can always find something Getting a little loose with that well, term. Right. And I, well, but dude, in the times in, 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 in of fake news, in the times of flat earth theory, in the times of like dinosaurs didn't exist and the world's only 6,000 years old. I mean, it's not too hard to, you know, it's like listening to a crazy person rant. Eventually they're going to be right about something. Eventually there's going to be something they say that you're it's the like, Indian rain dance. Right. Like, they dance until it rains. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that is what they meant, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they were correct with what they were doing, but I guess what it was is people started like plotting out on maps, like the you know, like a GPS map, right? Like, and, and if you look at outbacks over like northeast Ohio, oh, dude, look, they're in a uh, in a pentagram, like you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the one in the one in Canton, the one in Stowe, the one in you know, and you, you, you here's what's weird is that I'm looking at the like the map of New York, sure enough, pentagram, Indianapolis, pentagram. I don't know what this other's where this is, Arizona. Another one, full, it looks like a pentagram. And is this, uh, I think that's North Carolina is that one. I mean, is it a coincidence that like four of them all have that? I mean, it seems like an, I mean, what an unlikely coincidence that is. Um, I don't think it's that unlikely of a coincidence at all. Really? I'm sure there is a... By mileage right. of how far you want to be from your own locations, right. yes. Just like any other business, you know, you don't want two McDonald's on opposite street corners of each other. That's not going to work out. So there's probably like X amount of miles that you have to go. And like anything else, dude, like people who are like staring up at the stars and saying like, dude, I can see like the belt of Orion up there, man. Dude, you can see Leo the lion up there, man. And it's like, well, dude, you start connecting dots together and you can always come up with something that's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm sure if you did this with other businesses, Subways and Wendy's and other stuff like that. I'm it would sure work could, out in a star. You could find, well, you could find evidence of something comparable to it.
somebody get on that? Apparently, this became such a a thing that Outback themselves had to respond online. They said, no plans other than to bring bold steaks and blooming onions to our guests. The statement read. <laughs> now, obviously, that doesn't, an- <laughs> that doesn't answer the question. I just love how first sentence out when it comes to responding to accusations of Satanism. They're like, no, dude, you tell them bold steaks and blooming onions, baby. <laughs> Let me tell you, I think this is probably big business for Outback, right? Like, this probably will... Like, I want Outback today now, because we're talking about it. I know Canton has an Outback. I don't think I've been since I've lived here. You know, sometimes you just don't... It's not that you don't like them. It's just that sometimes you just don't go to restaurants because you just haven't been. Right. And, like, this is probably going to be big business for them now. Now, in Texas, where I'm seeing one of these, you got to imagine the Bible Belt, this could maybe get you in trouble. Maybe you actually lose business. Right? Because, dude, some of those hardcore Christians, and again, my parents, my father was a minister, my mom, the wife of there, so like I grew up in a religious household, and I I can tell you, sometimes religious people can be a little crazy about it. Really? (laughs) Dude, you know what? (laughs) Now that you say that, I think you might be right. Religious people, nuts. Um, But how many different things have been accused of Satanism or the occult or all these different, you know, I could you come up with yeah, a million. Yeah, but Nikki Six wasn't. You could come up with a million of them, but I'm talking about things like Starbucks, dude, has been like, oh, dude, there's really? Satanism. In their, in their oh, logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember their, hearing their anti, about that. Their anti-Christmas policies and things like that. Okay. I know Procter & Gamble had something like that. Monster Energy Drink had something really? like that. Yeah, I haven't dude, heard the, that one. The three marks of the beast and all this is you turn it upside down and you see the letters of Satan and the calls of and a million musical artists and a million different uh, this isn't a new thing i mean granted it's the internet so maybe there's a little bit more like it's hyped hysteria around it but you know saying satan is is involved isn't new now larry tweeting in tells me he's like stansbury a crazy person's only crazy until they're right I disagree. I disagree. I think a crazy person can just, like I said, babble off at the mouth, and eventually a blind squirrel finds a nut. It doesn't mean that they were right. So, I mean, there's only four examples here. I don't know if we searched out the rest of the country if we would find more of these. I just, it does seem like a pretty convenient coincidence. Although, is that what a Satanist is going to do? Like, here's what we're going to do. We're right. gonna make pentagrams out of our restaurants. Pentagrams out of the restaurants, and let's be real. I mean, a corporate entity influenced by Satan. The first thing they would do is come out and deny it. So, like you know, and push their product of bold steaks and blooming onions. If I was out back, I'd be getting into the devil business today. <laughs> oh, did you do it? No, I mean, like, I'd have a devil's food cake dessert that that I'd get on the menu today. I would have like the devil's cut of whatever meat. I would have. I would play into this because, like I said, I just think. This kind of stuff, like, that's why all these national days, it's National French Fry Day. Everybody runs to that product. Uh, the brand of Satan, though? I don't know. I don't know. Most things I would agree with you on, dude. If this was a million other I think you things. could tongue-in-cheek it. <sighs> I don't know. You tongue-in-cheek Satan? I don't know. Just being accused of it is enough to make you, like, pause when it comes to the Bible Belt. Can you imagine if you sort of embrace it and they could take your words out of context and, like, 
They're celebrating the devil over I there. I think if you, if, dude, if the local news is outside of an outback telling people that's what's going on, I think the people are going to flood the doors to eat there. Why is it that that, the concept of like embracing the devil for the outback, just seems like no way you could do it? But the New Jersey devils and the Blue Dew devils and like the devil isn't like. And, that is weird, right? Isn't that kind of like, oh, why, why, do, why don't Christians in the in the far right and the Westboro Baptist churches, why aren't they outside? You can't make light of our enemy, right? Why aren't they? Why aren't they talking about you know New Jersey I, Devils games? That, that's a fantastic point. I think if the New Jersey Devils won more, maybe, but by that argument, you would think people would be after Duke about it because Duke wins plenty. I don't know. I want a blooming onion now, though. I haven't been to Outback in a while. I'm gonna have to go there and eat some food. I had no idea about this monster energy drink or any of this stuff. Yeah, I, I, I mean, and I'm sure if I Google, you know, you come up with a with hundred different brands that have been accused of this. Yeah, good, uh, a very good and dedicated listener of ours, Dwayne, says you need to look up that monster energy video on YouTube. That lady is crazy. So you know what? During this break, I will look it up and we'll get it linked to WRQK.com so we can all view it. I, that's very strange. I had never heard anything about that. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. name's Dwayne, listens every day. And we were talking about this Outback story where they had to come out and like deny the fact that they're a Satanist, like run by a Satanist cult, because apparently, like, if you pull up like certain areas in the country and you like connect the dots of all the Outback restaurants in the area, like they come out to be a pentagram. And I saw evidence of four of them. It was like New York and Arizona, and I forget where the other two were, but I mean it was like four cases of it. And it seemed a little too convenient for me. Um, was there any other evidence, or was it that strictly was it. pentagrams? Okay, it was just I strictly pentagrams. I didn't know if, like, the um, the Outback Aussie sauce had, like, you know... 666 it, ingredients. Right, exactly. Okay, all right. So we just got pentagrams. <laughs> no, all as right. far as I know, it's just the pentagrams. Now, what's the difference between a pentagram and a star? Because The if, circle around it. Oh, so it's... there's there's. I believe that's the difference, right? But, so... Is it was it five different outbacks or was there like something that created the circle too? Because I think you could just make the argument of no, dude, it's in a star. Like, dude, star. On some, you're right because there is no circle around it. So, Mike, yeah. couldn't I argue it the other way that it's the star that goes on top of the Christmas tree? Yeah, Merry Christmas, dude. Why Look not? At that. That's what I would say. Look at that. Christmas every day here at Outback. And Outback themselves had to like officially like respond and I'm going to paraphrase here. They said, "Look, we have no other plans except to deliver delicious steaks <laughs> to our guests." That was like their response. <laughs> And through this conversation, Phantom was kind of telling me, oh, yeah, there's been a couple of other of these. And I didn't know this. And I heard about this all the time as a kid growing up. Like, everything was Satanist when I was growing up because it was the 80s and Footloose came out. My my dad was a minister, so it was like everything was the devil's work. Yes, and your father probably, the Stansbury household, probably more more than most when it comes to satanic, you know, conspiracies. But, uh, dude, there's been a ton of people... Bands, brands, restaurants, organizations that have been, you know, eh, dude, you seem a little close with the devil there. So it's not it's not unheard of. And so a listener sent me, he's like, you need to check out that monster energy lady. 
And I didn't know about this. I didn't know anything about this. So the video's up for you at WRQK.com. If you're on Twitter, I've tweeted it out. At Stansbury shows how you follow that. And Fantone grabbed the audio, and we'll take a listen to what she has to say about the Monster Energy can. This is not a Christian company at all. So why would they have a cross on the can? She's referencing a cross that's like within the lettering of monster. Like there's, uh, you know. In this font. Yeah, in like the font. Like the zero kind of has like a cross to it. Okay. This is not a Christian company at all. So why would they have a cross on the can? Here is the message. Antichrist. 666 in Hebrew. And then the Bible talks about the beast. Is, I need... Is this her interpretation, or is 666 in Hebrew on the can? Well, she says if you take two letters from the Hebrew language and combine them in the way that's comparable to the Monster Energy M, it looks like, you know, 666. And if I close one eye, tilt my head, and do this, look at the flag, and then I... (laughs) Right? There's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts in there. 666 in Hebrew, and then the Bible talks about the beast in Revelation... And look at Monster's ad. This is their statement. It says unleash the beast. Like Monster Energy, unleash the beast. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, I, again, that's a pretty fine distinction there. You see these M's everywhere. Hats, t-shirts, bumper stickers. Is there another agenda here? If God can use people and product, so can Satan. And look at it this way. Even if the M was not the issue, you cannot deny that that is a cross. And what is witchcraft? When the cross goes upside down. That's witchcraft? She takes a swig. Oh, because you're turning the can upside down. Ah, okay, yeah, I think she's nuts. Upside down. Bottoms up. And the devil laughs. Now... I'll tell you, I, I don't believe that there is a... I'm one of these people, I'm a non-believer, right? So I, I don't believe that there's a battle for our souls on earth between angels and whatever Satan has in his army. Like, I just... Like I, I don't buy into that, right? Prophecy was a great movie, but I don't buy into it, right? And I don't believe... Again, being a non-believer, then I can't believe either one of these forces then use products to lure me in. Now, if you want to make the greater argument of like, well, corporations, they're evil and they're using like subliminal messages to control your buying habits. Yes, for sure, dude. I'll, I'll buy into that. But you're right. I don't think there's, you know, the half horse man, all red skin down there with a pitchfork saying like, all right, Monster Energy drink and Outback. That's my path to world domination. I, I don't buy that either. Yeah, I don't buy that. I just, how does this stuff even, I mean, dude, these people are nuts. But this is the same thing as the 80s when, you know, parents thought Ozzy Osbourne was going to make you kill your parents. Remember that? Remember that? You know what I mean? That whole thing? Like, oh, my God, suicide solution. It says shoot if you play it back. Or it's like, come on, guys, really? Playing records backwards? Like, that's how crazy parents were in the 80s. Well, if you play it back, nobody's playing it backwards. Do you follow the Church of Satan on Twitter? No. I would recommend it. They're really funny. Like, they have, they're very tongue in cheek about, like, being the Church of so Satan. So it's not actually a Church of Satan. It's um, just. No, it's like the actual, like, foundation of the Church of Satan. It's their Ooh. official, like, verified account. Like, but they just have a sense of humor about what they do. So I followed. It's at Church of Satan. Yeah, there it is right there. And like they know, they know the battle that they're fighting, and they're kind of funny about it. So I follow the Pope too. I feel like it balances each other out there.
A bunch of people. Oh yeah, there you are. You're actually you're listed as one of the ten followers that I know that follow this oh, account. Boy. Yes, not surprising. It's all my radio friends. <laughs> it's you. It's my buddy Josh down in Tampa. Brent Hatley, who used to work for Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> it's all these radio dudes are following the, the Church of Satan. I've never seen this. It's the vast left conspiracy there. Satan taking over your blooming onions and your favorite radio station. I gotta tell you, dude. Outback might sell me lunch today. I, I, I gotta tell you, like, I this. I think this works for them. I had no idea this many products were pimping Satan. I didn't know that. Yeah, Procter & Gamble, like I said, Starbucks as well. Here's what I want. This is a very church-going community here. All right. Right? I need somebody to get out there and start spreading the rumor that the Stansbury Show is spreading Satan, Satan through the community. You have no idea. That'll make people flood to the radio and make people listen on it. Let's just wait for the next satanic thing he says. <laughs> so instead of Dan and I, like, all right, dude, let's put some work in. Let's put some effort in. We're going to make this a listenable radio program. No, I'm going to have the devil pimp smack Jesus in the middle of Whipple. That's what's happening. Be right back with more Stansbury Show. We'll seal your penis off next. On as a guest on the show, maybe in studio. In studio may be tough because my brother lives in Las Vegas. But you're right. I have kind of exposed my childhood in the, in the trials and tribulations that my brother went through and being raised by religious weirdos and that whole like my brother's a little bit more private than I am. Uh, I will tell you that he's not one to kind of like tell you all of his stuff. As a matter of fact, he gives me a lot of grief for doing it. But I will ask. It'll be tough with the time issue. He's you know three hours behind us in Vegas, so it may be have it may have to be one of those things I record and then run the next day. But I will talk to my brother David about that and see if he's willing. A little moment with the Stansberry bros. Though. Yeah, I like he, it. Uh, I like it. My brother's really, really funny too, just in a just in a different way. Like my brother's one of those guys who's really funny and doesn't maybe know it. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's funny I, by accident a lot. Um, and just you, the way uh, he says stuff is funny. He's not trying to make you laugh, but he's just—he's—I don't know—he's—he's he's got a weird delivery. Do you feel like you know now that you guys are both adults? Do you feel like you kind of put behind the no. childish brotherhood things, or is it still no? At Thanksgiving, I got to keep my guard up. Like he might smack me just to do it. Is it? Jeez, do my brother's O'Doyle? Really? O'Doyle rules. Really? That's my brother. He's just coming up, knocking like your tray over. Yes. Who cares? Okay. All yeah, right. that is my brother. I, 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 then I, want, I wish I could see it live. I, I'm going to say I'm a little disappointed this, will, this one will be a phone call, but better than You not. know, I think my mom told me that though he, his wife, and my niece are coming into town not oh, that God. and not that much longer. So if that's the case, we'll try to I'll try it. to get my brother in the studio. I understand, though. It will be hard to get him to open up because, like you said, you, he's not you, me. You've, you've, you've class clowned it and you know, you right. know, gestured for the court for so long. I'm sure he has a little bit of like, screw that idiot and screw that stupid radio show and screw all that. Because I mean, sometimes I feel my brother feels the same way. Oh, I'm sure. It's yeah. like, it's like, dude, what? You this know, isn't my life, right? Why are you ruining my life? Right. Ruin why your are you own damn me life. Into this, right? Why, <laughs> yeah. are you, why are you taking my name through the mud? But, yeah, but yeah, I get that a lot from my family. But you know, that's the way it goes. That's what it is being the black sheep. So, I. Uh, I saw this yesterday, and I knew it would be good for the show. All right. And uh, sometimes just great stuff just falls in your lap. And I, I saw this at menshealth.com. 
And we have posted the video for you at WRQK.com, so you can pay attention there. And people are trying to get rid of condoms in the world. They're trying to find a way to make safe sex possible without a man having to wear a condom. Guys bitch about having to wear condoms all the time. Yeah, I understand the drawback of a condom. I also support the usage yes. of them. Um, Speaking uh, of which, tomorrow's first Friday, yeah. condom up. Condom up all the time. Condom man. up. I, I I understand why people, bond wouldn't hurt you either. Why people why people want to um find a better condom. I get that. You know, a better solution to birth control outside of, you know, piece of rubber. Run people through what your idea was, because I feel like this is honestly Phantom's a smart dude, but this is the most ingenious thing he's ever come up with, and of course it's for his dong. <laughs> something I've been uh something I've been brainstorming for a while here. Um, but I would just assume by this point, you know, that there would be some sort of I don't know if I want to call it a lubricant, but yeah, because a part of it is a lubricant, much like KY Jelly, that would essentially that, but that would take care of STDs and kill sperm. So you're taking care of all three needs that you have when it comes to sex. You've got lubrication going on, you're not going to get an STD, and you're not going to get her pregnant. And I don't know, I've tried to like get the the the, the correct mixture between KY jelly and bleach together. I've been like Clorox oh. and KY, and I'm going to mix this up. And that like, had to burn a little, right? I was right? going to say my poor girlfriend. Uh, no, but like I, I, I think, you know, spermicidal foam is a thing. That just, is a thing, yeah. I just don't understand why they can't take that a step further, make it a little bit stronger, take care of STDs, and also serve the, you know, lubrication. Little Thompson's for your Johnson. Exactly, dude. Exactly. That's what I'm shooting for. Little, little right Thompson's there. for your Johnson. No, that's trademarked, by the way. Don't is try it? to stop. Well, no, but is I'm it? saying it is. All right? Okay, nice. All right. Well, Jif Tip is a company that's come out, and again, this video, I just tweeted it out too, at Sansbury shows how you can see it. It's a bizarre invention, really. That will essentially, Fantone, will glue your penis shut. <laughs> what? It, it, it's on the market, and it's designed to be an alternative to condoms. It's called Jif Tip. All right. And the, the, it, it's, they claim the ideal solution for a set of people that aren't willing to forego sex completely, but who, who wish to experience a higher form of intimacy than condoms can provide. And what Jif Tip is touted as is an undetectable sticker. That covers the urethra to contain semen during sex, therefore working to prevent against things like unplanned pregnancies and sexually transmitted diseases. They claim it's, here's the tagline, real sex without the side effects is essentially, they say here, the website proclaims, Fantone, you'll feel everything but the GIF tip, which I don't know how that could be true. Yeah, I think you would feel the GIF tip for sure if if that's essentially attached to my penis there. You read the website a little further, it gets even weirder. Bullet point number two is the promise. (laughs) Okay. The page begins with an indoor penis party. (laughs) That's the best promise you can make. They say, is it safe to have an indoor jazz fest to hold everything inside? Feel safe, be safe requires you pull out, remove feel shield, and then ejaculate. Okay. All right. So I you're still pulling. Yeah, you can't climax because I was going to say, on. what if you blast the thing off? Right. I mean, like if you haven't, you know, orgasmed in three, four, five days, and all of a sudden it shows like 
boom, like a shotgun coming out of there. I don't trust that GIF tip at all. And 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 isn't the thing with the pullout method that we've always said is you as a man, you'd like to think, oh yeah, man, I know my body and I can calculate the second to last pump. But no, you can't, dude. You're on top of her. You're sweating. You're just so grateful that you're having sex, dude. You don't you don't know when you're gonna reach it. Now. Dr. Larry Lipschultz, an MD, a professor of urology at Baylor College of Medicine, he says with a condom, the semen is caught in the condom. There is no such space for that with this device and thus no place for the semen to go out other than leak around the device. It could also come off during intercourse. Since the device only covers the urethra and tip of the penis, the rest of the penis is still exposed to possible STIs such as herpes and syphilis. Which That's again, what I was going to say. Yeah, people don't always understand that. But yeah, the exposed part of your penis is where the problem is. And you can get herpes on your testicles. You can get herpes on your inner thigh if you're not. And that's the thing with even like regular condoms is you think like, oh, yeah, I'm going in here. I'm going to be safe. No. Not, not necessarily. I mean, I, there's herpes on the outside of, of people's genitals for sure. Like you got to be, dude, you got to be more, more careful than that. You can't just put the GIF tip on there. Another doctor claims that the GIF tip might not be strong enough to be able to stop the ejaculate at the rate and velocity it is released. Right. And again, I think that this is dangerous because guys will use this the way they use condoms. You know how many guys I know use condoms that are like, well, I didn't pull out because I was wearing a condom. And dude, people, yeah, see, I don't like that system either. That's a bad system. No, honestly, for me in my single days, I think that was one of the things is like, I usually couldn't climax when I was wearing the condom. Right. It would have to be like sex, 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 sex. Pull it off. Pull it off, throw it against the wall, and then finish all, You know, finish yourself there. Well, it, dude, it's not spaghetti. <laughs> you don't have to see too much. Phantom's out there checking to see if, if condoms are al dente. What the hell's the matter with you, dude? More Jesus, man. More Sansbury show right around the corner. Dan Stansbury. Matt Phantom. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. And if you're a licensed medical insurance agent, Truebridge, a Trasact company, wants to hire you. Truebridge in North Canton is looking for caring people that want to help seniors understand their medical care options and choose the plan that's best for them. If you don't have an insurance license but would love to have one, Truebridge can help you for free. Yes, Truebridge will provide all the training you need to earn your medical insurance license for free. If you want to know more, dial pound 250 now and use the keyword Truebridge. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com. If you missed us talking about the GIF tip, the sticker for your penis, that video is available at WRQK.com. Sure, the fine people at GIF peanut butter are like, son of a bitch. That is not the proper stirring method for, for peanut butter. It is not. I'm, uh, I'm checking out the scoreboard here of the Bridgestone Invitational. My man Jordan Spieth, one under through one. Uh, I'm sorry, through two. He's already played two. One under for the round so far. What time does pro golf get started? I mean, uh, you know, I don't actually know when the first group tees off, but it's got to be early. Like, got to be... Like before seven, eight, seven, yeah, I bet seven thirty is probably the first. Tee. I don't know for sure though. I would just think for the eyes on the product a little bit, you'd wait until a little bit later. Well, seven a.m. feels, I mean, not to you and I, but right. like to the world. But for feels the rest early. of the world, that is a little early. Normally on Thursday and Friday, they understand most people are working anyway. Okay. Now, like on Saturday and Sunday. Although they do try to get the leaders out a little later, or like the guys that like the stars of the tour, um, and then the further you go into the weekend, 
the better you've played, the later you start. Okay. Like, you play last. Because they want the leader going out on Sunday late to be the last group. Because, I mean, yes, you and I have grown accustomed to this waking up at 3.30, o'clock in the most morning. Most people don't. But most people don't, especially pro athletes. And I understand pro golfers are, you know, going to be capable of waking up and probably performing pretty well. But, like... A guy did sleep through a tournament once. Yeah, if you're not used to Jim that... Jim Furyk slept, slept through his tea time once, wake, got disqualified. Waking up at 3 a.m. is really, really hard to do. So, like... And honestly, dude, some of those golfers are bigger partiers than people think sure like do the amount of boozing and like whoring around that goes on the pga tour is honestly it's rampant and then nobody talks about it because the sport doesn't want it no because it's a gentleman's game stansbury i think you know that it's not like anybody has ever has ever whored drugged and gambled their way through a round of golf never never I'll be doing it at noon. (laughs) Noon. Here I come. Ready to go. Since the beginning of television, we've heard women and feminists bitch about how like an average looking guy is somehow married to a beautiful woman. You can go all the way back to the Flintstones. People bitch about this, right? And I think there are a lot of reasons for it. I I, I think people are looking to make uh, more out of something that's not really there. Um I don't buy into this this whole thing. I just think that there are probably more attractive women than there are attractive men. You don't think that that, that plays into our kind of culture's thoughts of, well, yes, I deserve that 10? I think, I think that's what paints the picture for it. I think it helps. Yes, I, I, I think it does kind of tell you that you deserve a beautiful woman and, of course, that you don't. But I don't think that there's anything sexist about like putting a man on screen next to a beautiful woman. I don't. And it turns out here that there's a reason for it. That they've studied this now. Researchers at Florida State University studied people in relationships. And I think that this is why you see this on TV. It turns out women who are married to men that are not necessarily ugly, just less attractive than they are, are happier than women who are married to attractive men. And here's why. Women are very competitive about looks. And they already compete with women. So what they don't want to have to do at home is compete with the man. And we found out through this study that women that are, that are married to really attractive men are constantly on diets, constantly trying to make themselves look better, constantly buying better clothes, and it's they're keeping up with their partner. They find it difficult. So they say here, women who are, who are married or dating, men that are attractive, just not attractive as they are, are actually happier in the end. Um, and I buy that. With, you know, I, I, I think if we're going to put all of ourselves just physically and how we look and kind of put it on the numerical scale of one to 10, um, I think there's a buffer zone kind of there of where you can go of like probably if you're an eight, you can date a 10 or you can date a six. It's just kind of like, all right, well, where are within you? Within the margin like, of error. Right. Within, with, within that there. So I'm not necessarily surprised to find that out unless... Because and, and, and probably the higher up the ladder the, uh, that goes, the more frustrating it is. Because if you're an eight as a woman, but you have like a ten of a husband, and this guy's just a stud muffin, dude, exactly what you know you think of when you think of attractive men. Um, trying to catch up to that would be a frustrating thing, especially from a woman's end. And and I mean, as a dude, like trying to get you know your your girlfriend's a ten and you're a seven and a half, and you're like that. There, of course, that's going to come with some sort of like baggage associated sure. with it. I am, um, you know, I, I've talked about this a couple of times. I've dated plenty of women in my life and I've dated one woman, especially who was like, like an 11 on everybody's list. And I remember, I remember asking her about that because we would be walking around and it was here sometimes and we'd be walking around hand in hand or whatever. 
And I, I would say, you know, I'm one of these guys now. And she would say, what do you mean? I said, guys will walk around public places and they'll see a beautiful woman with some dude and they'll be like, how in the hell did he do that? Everyone was pointing at you and saying, huh, I bet you either got a big D or a big bank account. Neither one being true. Not even remotely close to being true. But I'm telling you right now, dudes in the mall definitely said that about you. For sure. And the sad thing is, <laughs> I think my D's bigger than my bank account. Jeez, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, show's going to be in best of tomorrow because I'm going to blow my head off. But I remember I remember her, and she wasn't trying to be egotistical about it, but she said, she, I said to her, I said, you know, you ever think about that? And she said, Dan, she's like, I understand that I'm a more attractive than most people just walking around. She's like, so no matter who I date, right. I'm probably going to be better looking than they are. Right. And she's true because the guy she's dating now is, I mean, honestly, is no better looking than me or her or whatever. So it's just kind of the way it is. But I, I, guys do do that. Like, we'll walk around and we'll see, like, how the hell did you, you might as well be with me if you're going to be with that, dude. And I guess Guys do that all the time. A little bit of validity to that of like, of like, that's really what you're thinking is like, well, if, dude, if he could land her, why couldn't I? Right. And like, that's when you go to, well, he's richer than me or he has a larger penis than me, which is how we define it. Kind of the same way where if a woman turns you down, it's like, she's a lesbian. Oh, dude, yeah, just making out with other chicks. That's exactly, that's exactly how guys think. I, um, I I, I buy it. I do. I think that you you have to be somewhere, like I said, within that, you know, margin of error of like, yeah, you can date down or yeah, you can date up. But if you go too far out of your lane, if you're dating someone too far down or too far up, dude, you know that it causes problems. It It definitely causes problems. I had anxiety about it. Now, I'm a crazy psycho person, so maybe some other people might be able to handle it better than I did, but I found it to be uncomfortable most of the time. Ladies, it turns out you're doing a ton of work, and guys, I'm telling you, I'm sending your wives home today all full of piss and vinegar, man. They're going to be mad. Wait till you hear this. That's up next at Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. I want to give a shout out to Steve. Uh, just hit me up on Twitter, dude, driving home from Myrtle Beach. He's like, thanks for making this bearable, dude. I got you on iHeartRadio. He's like, and dude, this is a long drive, and you're just helping me get through it. So we appreciate you having, uh, having you on board, Steve. Thanks for listening live, buddy. And after the show's off at 10, you can always go listen to the uh, the Stansbury Show 24-7 channel. Yeah, there is one of those. It may be iHeartRadio. Right. We're there for you whenever you need us. You would... You would think this radio station would maybe put a piece of imaging on the air that tells people that the rest of the day when we're not here. No, dude. We're going to create your own iHeartRadio station with a bunch of artists that aren't the Stansberry Show. Want to listen to a Boston radio show? Yeah, listen to that. Want to listen to an Austin radio show? Yeah, but don't listen to Stansberry. He's terrible. No. No. Create an artist station and listen to that. Yeah. I should probably stop giving this company grief. They're nice enough to employ me and all that. Believe me, they remind me every day how lucky I am to have found them. Even though they called me. <laughs> I, t- I was so lucky that you called me and dragooned me to do it. That's how lucky I am. Okay. Speaking of all things corporate and, and higher above us, uh, special shout out to the uh, to the birthday boy. Yeah, Keith Kennedy. Yeah, Chubbs. Turning 19 today. Yeah, 1981. <laughs> 981's yeah. out. Keith Kennedy, good buddy of ours. Yeah, happy birthday, bud. Chubby. He is. A little bit. He is. He is a little chubby there. Just those Coke bottles down on his calves. He's got two liter calves. Yeah, just amazing. I love that guy. He's funny stuff. Do your boy J.R. Smith was out there at the Bridgetown yesterday? Swish. He played a practice round with uh, with Jason Day, and I guess Steph Curry's now teeing up at a Web.com event. That's um like they're like 
minor league tour. Right. It's like the tour right before you get into the PGA tour. And uh, multiple players were saying Steph could make the cut. Like, apparently he's that good. Um, you know, I mean, golf is definitely a sport that I'm sure a lot of professional athletes in their free time, you know what I mean, low sure. impact and have the ability to kind of get out there and still compete on some A lot level. of guys that retire love playing. So I'm not surprised at all that, you know, you got two guys who are uh, in their prime physical, you know, conditions getting out there and, and performing pretty well at that. I uh, I want to play golf with J.R. Smith. I know you do. I, I, I want to make that happen. I, I, maybe I could get you posse from the Canton charge, but that's I'll take probably it. about it, dude. You're <laughs> I'll boy take it. Give me Posse and hole. one charge girl. <laughs> well, dude, I don't know if it's a barter system here. I well, know, it I is. I don't know if I can pull that It's the only off. way I'm doing it. But I know people, and I, I can't get you J.R. Smith, but like I said, I'll get you Posse. Dude, if I get beat by a mascot. <laughs> dude, Stansbury, front page of the Cant Repository, local radio personality, it goes salt mascot. It takes six pieces of chalk to draw the liner on that thing's body. I don't even know what Posse is. But yeah, no, he ain't beating me in the costume. I'll tell you that. All right. I'll kick his ass. Right. That's exactly what will happen. There's not a lot of info that backs up this study. All right. All right? So I just let me, let me just get that out there, okay? But a survey that was put in the field by Welch's Grape Juice. You got to put this in there. But it, it claims here. That working mothers, so I'm guessing that means job and, you know what I mean, you're raising the kids there. Working mothers. Now, it doesn't say single mom, so this is, this is you know, dual parents here. But working moms right. work 98 hours per week. And I bet that this is close to being true. 100 hours a week? I'm guessing this is true. Jeez. Having had a job where I had to work 90 hours a week, it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot. I no longer do that, but I did once upon a time. And... I will. I don't know if this is true of everybody's house growing up, but mom was like the number one word that came out of my mouth. Mom, mom, where's this? It was never dad. It was never, dude, dad didn't know anything. Mom knew everything. And it, you only went to dad when mom didn't know. Mom, where's this? Mom, I can't find my pants. Mom, did you iron this? And so, yeah, I think women, for some reason... I, I kids just gravitate to them more. And so, like, yeah, you go to work, you come home after a full work day, and now you're probably the one making dinner. You're probably the one cleaning up the house. And you're the one that the kids go to. So, yeah, I could see this. 98 hours per week. I um, That's mind-boggling. There's 168 hours in a week. So, like, you have 70 hours to do everything else in your life. And that includes sleeping, eating, doing those, you know, uh, taking care of yourself, bathing, driving, doing doing the things that you just have to do, going to the grocery store. So if, if that really is the case, and I guess I can buy it. I mean, you know, I it seems inflated to me. It does. It seems like one of those things where it's like, oh, no, I'm the hardest working person on the face of the planet. It's me. It's now, me. Now, you but- understand that they're they're putting their, their hours of their actual job in here, too. It's not right. just 98. Okay. Right. All right. It just, it's not just 98 hours of like raising your kids work well and 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 i guess maybe if cooking like for the family goes into that you can buy back some of the time but like if you're talking about 98 hours of work where it's like you 
people wonder why uh, like the family's kind of deteriorating and it's like dude these people are exhausted like and i can't fault somebody for like not being the best they can be as a parent when you are exhausted working a hundred hours out of your week i wouldn't be at my best i no. can I, I can guarantee you i wouldn't like, no i honestly and yeah that's why people scream at their kids in public right, that's why snap, it happens right and, and lose it and that's why they look at when you're looking at them like how dare you talk to that kid that way they're looking back at you like you live with this little monster right i've been i've been cleaning up his chicken nuggets i've been buying his chicken nuggets i've been cooking his chicken nuggets like and and dude we're just talking about nuggets here so you throw in like the real issues of life and like behavioral issues puberty right, puberty if your kid has some sort of like a developmental disability or something oh, like God. that and you're still working 98 hours you still don't have enough money your husband's still not laying the pipe correctly and Jeez. dude and and dude Jeez. i can understand why people lose their minds this show may be able to help you with that part <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not right Probably, I probably, I probably shouldn't say These that. poor women are already disappointed with the life that, that, that they've been dealt, and then Stansberry's going to come and sleep with them and turn the whole thing around? That's the shirt this show <laughs> needs to make. I got disappointed at Stansberry's house. That would be <laughs> what an amazing t-shirt. Oh, what a good idea that would be. Did they throw a monetary value on this? Did they say, like, mom should earn No, it did. they did not give me that. I was, I was interested to see if they did that, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. I don't want to go off on a huge side tangent here, here but I just saw the headline. <laughs> Donald Trump is set to begin a 17-day vacation at his New Jersey golf club. Now, don't get me wrong. Presidents deserve vacations, too, right? And, well worth noting, no president really goes on vacation. No, you work the entire time you, you're there. You're going to be there, and you're going to be working, but... I mean, but, dude, people bitched about George Bush and how much time he took off. And, dude, didn't Trump bitch about how much Obama golfed? 17 days? What are you taking a vacation from? Not signing legislation? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, whatever, dude. I live in a dumpy house, too. If I could go on a 17-day vacation, your boy would be out there. I'm not, go- I'm not going off on the thing. But dude, I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times. As a guy who plays too much golf, this guy plays way, way too much golf. It's crazy. 17? A vacation from what? Screaming fake news? How hard is that? It turns out there's one thing. Revolving around rough sex that your woman wants. We'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansberry here for the Wakeham Auto family. Wakeham has been proudly selling the Mitsubishi brand on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Tuscan Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin for over 20 years. Meaning that the staff at Wakeham are experienced and knowledgeable on the Mitsubishi brand. If you're looking for an SUV right now, the 2017 Mitsubishi Outlander Sport SUVs are priced to move at $20,000. It's hard to find a used car for $20,000. You're getting a brand new 2017 Outlander Sport, $20,000. The 2017 Mitsubishi Outlander. 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9. Anton, I'm sure you're very curious. Jordan Speed still one under through five. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I was actually wondering, where he's, is Jordan he's, Speed? He's on one, the board? one under through five. Your tournament leader currently is Russell Knox at two under through eight. When it comes to a big tournament like the Bridgestone here, how exactly does this work? I know there's multiple days of it. So do you just play the 18, do your best, go out tomorrow, play the 18 and do your best again? So you play Thursday, Friday, try to make the cut. 
Okay. And they cut it down to, I think it's 72 guys. So they, they worked the score from best to backwards there. Okay. And then they, they cut it off at, seven, I think, 72 guys play the weekend. So if you, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that's right. So you get one chance to make the cut. It's Thursday, Friday, Friday. and it's 18 holes. You get yeah, that's Thursday, it. Friday, and whatever you score on this 18 mm-hmm. determines so whether you make the cut or not. Okay? Your combined score over the four days is, is what it is if you, then if you make the cut. So okay. like that's why you'll turn it on on Sunday. You'll see a guy like, dude, how are you 22 under? It's because it's the entire four so, days. So... Of those four days, I play that same course four times. Four times. Okay. All yeah. right. I didn't know the uh, I didn't know the golf rules. Yeah, no, there. dude, the golf rules hard. Like yeah. those guys fly into the city, so they wrap up Monday and they normally fly into the next city. If you're playing the next week, you fly into the city on Monday. You get you kind of like relax on Tuesday. Wednesday's normally a practice round, pro am, that kind of thing. Um, media days Wednesday, then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday you play, then back in the plane, back to the next city. Those dudes are on the road constantly. Look at me trying to make it sound all hard. <laughs> it's pretty easy. So it turns out there's one move sexually that borders on the line of rough sex that women want more than anything else. All right. And I would have never put this into the rough sex category because to me, this feels like this is just part of sex. All right. Okay. Um, I think most people probably have a little calmer of a sexual view than you do. I think you've probably lived a more adventurous sexual life than John Q. Public. You think so? Yeah, for sure. Dude. Come, come on, dude. <laughs> like, I need a win today, dude. Yeah, yeah, I need on. a win. No, uh, apparently spanking is the is the rough sex move that women want the most. After polling, uh, it was about 5,000 people. 70% of women are turned on by spanking during sex. Okay, so we're talking spanking during sex, which I don't necessarily view as spanking. If you're just smacking your girlfriend's ass in the middle of sex, that isn't spanking to me. Spanking is like actually like bending them over your knee and like swatting them as a form of, if not punishment, reward. But yeah, but it's not like, yeah, those are two different things to me. Those really are. Oh. Spanking, Spanking is like bent over the knee like you've been a naughty girl. Come over here. Dude, don't! I just feel like I, I got leeches all over me am now. I, am I wrong there, though? Ah, we're getting it wrong. I can't say that you're wrong about it. I just I've never broken down the film that far. I didn't know that. Got to check those things out. Carol Queen, a PhD, says that women may be into it because it makes her feel both physically and emotionally. They say it, it, that, that it affects them both physically and emotionally being spanked. Yeah. They say spanking can stimulate nerve endings in her vagina. You just have to make contact with the right spot. You want to be doing it over flesh or muscle, not bone. Aim for the lower part of the butt that engages more nerves and makes it more enjoyable. She says, and if you're up to it here, that you should let her spank you, and that may feel just as good for her and you. They say here sixty one percent of men are turned on by being spanked. How 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 are you doing that? Like I said, now if we're talking about actual spanking and she's betting you over her knee, okay, you could do that. I don't know if most sixty one percent of dudes are gonna be into that. Um, but how if we're just talking to like smacking ass during sex, how are you doing that? Like is she just reaching around and doing it or Yeah, I guess that could work. I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I I maybe this makes me a sexist, but I feel like I would feel emasculated 
I think a little bit on some level. If a woman was like smacking my aunt, like like dude, if a woman bent me over her knee and spanked me, I would feel oh, like, of course. How are you? Yeah, I, I, that's not me. Of course, you'd feel emasculated. I'm by not that, down with but that. I think that is why dudes dig it. We talked about this yesterday when we were talking about fetishes. Really? And if you're in a position of power, if you're in a position of strength, if you're in like the provider role as your family, a lot of people want the opposite of that in their sexual, you know, life. So if you if you are constantly the one kind of holding the paddle in life, like spanking the rest of the world, maybe it'd be your thing if you know role reversal in yeah. sex is a thing. That's for sure a thing. Um Yeah, I mean I've never Again, maybe this says more about the women I date than me, but I, I've never, I've never dated a woman that was like anti being spanked during sex. You ever notice that? Like, do women are really strange that way? Like, you ever notice you call a woman a whore while she's dressed, and you're like the worst dude on the face of the planet. But while she's in the middle of doing whore things, you say that word, and all of a sudden now she like, she clamps down even harder and goes to t- some women certainly. Now I think there's other women on the face of the planet who, if while you were having sex with her, you called her a whore, that would be the end of your senior night. You'd be like, all right, well that's that's done with it. But different strokes, different folks. Some of people like spanking, dude. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised. I really can't. I am, uh, I'm not, I would not be, I would not want to be spanked by my partner. That would not, that would not be a thing for me. I'm not in, I am not into that. I'm an ass smacker just in general. Right. Like any girl that has ever dated me, they'll tell you, he'll just like, if I'm standing in the kitchen making something and he walks to the fridge and gets something, he's probably going to smack me on the ass as he's walking out of the kitchen. It's just who I am. It's just, I don't, that's the part of the women, the female anatomy that I just can't get enough of. I like it. I just, I'm a huge fan. I, 61% of men like being spanked in bed. I don't buy that. You're not buying that. I I, I feel like that number's way, way high. Either that or guys I've known my entire life are lying to me about what it is they're into. And maybe I'm lying right now. now. I don't know. I guess maybe I'll have to try it again. Maybe see if I'm into it. But I I would have never guessed that 61% of men like being spanked during sex. Although I I am suspicious that a guy down the hallway may. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday, buddy. I have, I have a sneaking suspicion that you may like that little red handprint all over them cheeks. Jeez, stop. I think he does. I think he likes it. And I think he's going to like firing me for saying it. (laughs) I I really do. All right. The hall of fame game is later this evening. And I've uh, seen a video from visit Canton. That kind of goes through what you can and cannot take into the stadium tonight. We'll help you uh, sift through that next on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com. If you missed us talking about the gyp tip to seal your penis, that will be in the podcast shortly after 10 a.m. That was a good one. Even if you didn't miss it, you probably want to relive the magic. What else did we do today? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The makeup sponges to help you with period sex. Jeez. Yeah, we did that. Jeez. Outback's apparently in a satanic cult. And moms, turns out, work more than fathers. All that available for you in the podcast shortly after 10 a.m. So the Hall of Fame games this evening. Yeah, it is. And there's a great Twitter account um, that if you're on Twitter and not following, you should. It's at Visit Canton. Kind of gives you like all the information, you know, in and around the city, what's going on, things that you can be doing here. And they put together a very thoughtful video. And I'll retweet this at Stansbury Show, is where you find me on Twitter. Fantone's at Fantone. But Visit Canton 
put together a very good video of some things that you can and cannot bring into the stadium this weekend for the Hall of Fame festivities. And it says no large purses. That goes for the game, the enshrinement ceremony, and Sunday's concert. Honestly, at this point, if you're going to any event where you need a ticket, you women, you're going to have to understand you need a clutch. Stop trying to like, I didn't know I couldn't bring this into the baseball game. Right. Well, you should know by now. Seat covers. Those padded seats yeah. not allowed into no the go. stadium. No stadium seats, game, enshrinement, concert for legends. All three barred. The thing I'll say with that is I don't think you'll need those anymore unless maybe you're on the north and south bleachers, but those are just temporary. I think all the seats are like actual seats now. That's what I thought yeah. I had heard. I don't know that for sure, but I thought I heard that. So you're not allowed to bring the stadium pa- seating pads in. No footballs at the game, enshrinement ceremony, and or concert. Not allowed to bring footballs into the stadium. Eh, that kind of sucks. No noisemaker devices. Um, like air horns right. and that kind of thing, or like the, the sticks that you smack together. None thunder of that stuff. Yeah, the thunder sticks. And what were those things called in soccer? Vuvuzelas or whatever that all those people were blowing on? You remember those things? No. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know what they're called. No food or drink is to be brought in. Duh, welcome to that. Right. No camera bags. You cannot bring the camera bag in for the game, enshrinement, or the concert for Legends. Now, here's where that gets a little weird. You are permitted to bring the camera. You're just not allowed to bring the bag in. This is what this is, is that they're trying to reduce the amount of searches they have to do yeah, get them per through. bag so they help to get people into the stadium. So essentially, while you're going to complain about this, it's to speed up the process, to expedite the process. It says here, no clutch purses over four and a half. I want to make sure I have this right because women are going to want to know this. Over four and a half by six and a half inches. Okay, so... Essentially, you're going to need a smaller clutch than four and a half by six and a half. And I'm sure you could just, you know, base that off of your husband's penis. Like, all right, dude, we know six and a half. (laughs) Dude, it's smaller than that. (laughs) Clear plastic bags are permitted for the game, enshrinement, and the concert for Legends. Essentially, if they can see through the bag, that way it's a quick check. Just be like, yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Fine. You're good to go there. So, you know. The clear plastic. I know the first year we were here for this, they were actually giving those out mm-hmm. plastic bags. Like they made. I remember my girlfriend at the time. They made her dump all over something in the plastic bag. We took the purse back to the car. I remember arguing the whole way because I told her the whole way there, they're not going to let you bring that big ass bag in here. You got to know that. Yeah, they will. It'll be fine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so clear plastic bags are permitted. No suitcases. That one should be pretty obvious. You're not allowed to bring there. No, no luggage. If you need any more info, at the end of this video, they tell you to go check out NFL.com slash all clear. And that kind of tells you like okay. what you can. But at Visit Canton is a great, great Twitter account to follow. And it does. It helps me keep up to date with a bunch of stuff that's happening in and around the city. I'm actually a real big fan of that Twitter account. So there's what you can and cannot bring into the game. I, um, I have not secured tickets as of yet. I was told late last night by somebody in the building, we may have a pair of tickets for you both. Check with us tomorrow when the show is over. So I don't know. I actually don't know as of right now if I'm going to the game or not. Yeah, it's it's up there in the air. But dude, I mean, you know, huge night for Canton, Ohio. Obviously, this is the this is the rollout of the future. You know what I mean? Sure. Like this is supposed to be the turning point. This is supposed to be the catalyst for what Canton's future will be. It'll be an exciting night tonight for the city and, and football fans across the world. I'm gonna steal Fantone's advice. Okay. There's two pieces of it, and I'm gonna steal both his pieces of advice and give them to you. Everybody put deodorant on. Yeah, that's a good one. Everybody put deodorant on, and nobody shoot somebody. 
Right? Let's let's all be on our best behavior while all the national television cameras are here. We can go back to being the lovable crime-ridden city we are next week when the NFL rolls out of town. Of course, I'm just joking around. Sort of. Sort I will of. also tell you, it's going to be a little hot and sticky out there. You might want to gold bond up for that one. <laughs> I would gold bond up for that one. I would do that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9 and at WRKK.com and worldwide via iHeartRadio. You guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya.